people are not limited anymore to an AM FM radio and a CD player. They can bring in their phones and listen to whatever they want. So when I start sweating the future, I do think about Gen Z and what is going on with automotives. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. If you read the book Moneyball, or you even saw the movie with Brad Pitt, you know the theme behind it is to take a look at something that's been around for a long time, like baseball or Jeopardy or radio, and kind of turn it on its side and think about it in ways that most people don't. Brand With On Demand. Rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. If you're paying attention to radio and all things media, you probably know the name Fred Jacobs. If you don't, I'm worried about you. He's the president of Jacobs Media, a media research and consulting firm. He's worked for everybody, clients from CBS Radio, Premier Radio Networks, Greater Media, MTV, Amazon, Electronic Arts, NPR. I'll even throw Playboy in there for you. He's also spearheaded the annual Jacobs Tech Survey, AQ, Radio's first comprehensive study of air personalities. He does his annual CES tours in Vegas and so many other forward-leaning projects. Now, with this appearance... Fred has become the most frequent guest in our first 100 episodes of Brand With On Demand. And you're about to find out why. Brand With On Demand is honored to welcome back the first radio consultant ever to be inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame and well-deserved by it, Fred Jacobs. Wow, what an introduction. I, I love that. And I did not know that I have been the most frequent Brand with guest. I, I hope people don't start complaining about repetition. <laughs> well, welcome back, Fred. So with all the ground that you've covered since our last time together, what's the biggest takeaway for radio folks today? Well, I would answer it this way. The question to me is what keeps you up at night? You know, what are the things that I worry the most about? Okay. There's two things and they're kind of connected to each other. And, and one is Generation Z which is this growing generation of preteens and teens, uh, most of whom are growing up with smartphones and certainly not radios. But the conventional wisdom has been that once they get their driver's licenses, assuming that they actually want to do that, then they'll get in the cars and that's where they'll discover radio. Problem is, most of the vehicles being manufactured or shipping with connectivity, which means that people are not limited anymore to an AM, FM radio and a CD player. They can bring in their phones and listen to whatever they want. So when I start sweating the future or even kind of sweating the present a little bit, I do think about Gen Z and what is going on with automotive. So in terms of, you know, what's changed since we talked last... uh, My concern is the radio business is doing a better job, I think, of addressing the automotive thing. But as far as youth goes and and teenagers, we haven't even begun to investigate what's going on there. So that concerns me looking out the horizon. In your latest Jacobs Tech survey, Fred, one of your findings was about half of a home station listening is still on a regular car radio. But the digital gap is now narrowing a bit. Now, this raises all kinds of questions and issues. And for starters, what does it mean for the ratings, Fred? 
Well, it, it means a lot for the ratings because the car is still the number one listening location for broadcast radio. And so as that becomes fragmented, it really eats into the core of the business. It doesn't mean that people are going to stop listening to radio and cars. But what it does mean is that their listening is clearly going to be more fragmented across different platforms. One of the interesting findings of the past few years of tech survey as it pertains to the car is that as people get connected cars, the big winner in all of this, surprisingly, is not Pandora or Spotify or podcasts. It's satellite radio. And we think the reason is, is that it still takes some doing and some work to listen to streams or podcasts in the car. But listening to satellite radio is as brainless and seamless and easy as listening to broadcast radio. It's easy to find stations, and they preset just like terrestrial stations do. And so we think that's probably a big part of what's driving this. And then when you look at what's been going on with Sirius XM since we last spoke, right, they purchased Pandora. So that really gets them in the phones. They've worked out a deal with Amazon, so you can now use an Alexa device to listen to any satellite radio station at home or at work, wherever you have an Amazon Echo product. Again, you've got to be a subscriber, but all of a sudden now satellite radio isn't just a car thing. You can pretty much access it wherever you want to go. So put a pin in that one, guys. Will do. And changing tech channels just a little bit, can you share the latest regarding radio and smart speakers like Alexa? Are consumers catching on? And perhaps more importantly, are streaming radio stations actually asking for the order to have people listen to it? The growth rate for smart speakers continues to rocket upward. We peg it at 27% of all our respondents have smart speakers of one kind or another, a majority in this country by a great wide margin, Amazon products. But that's up from last year, 21%. And the year before that, it was 11%. So you're looking at iPhone growth and right, bringing these things into their homes. The other thing that we learned is that if you have one, there's a greater likelihood you have two or more people buy them for other rooms in the house and, and other locations. So that's good. The bad news is that the skills are still not being utilized to any great degree. And part of the reason for that is that it, it's still a very, very clunky interface. And we're, we're still at a very early point here in, in terms of where the technology will be going. So a lot of people have not actually dealt with skills. They actually use these devices general questions or to ask about the weather or to build a shopping list or those kinds of things. So that's a bit of a speed bump. But to answer your other question, stations clearly are marketing their smart speakers much better than they were a year before. We ask whether respondents remember hearing promos and messaging for smart speakers on their favorite radio station. And last year, it was 31% of those who have a smart speaker heard a promo on their favorite station. It went up to 37%. So many of them really are making an effort to remind the audience that there's lots of different ways to listen to our radio station, a mobile app, a stream, and yes, on smart speakers. So it's moving in the right direction. 
So, Fred, your blog, which we've linked to in the show notes, has a lot of great stuff. But one recent post was whether radio was in jeopardy. You noted that, like Alex Trebek's game show, the audience is aging and the producers are doing mostly soft innovations over the years. Now, all of that's changing with some out-of-the-box thinking. What can radio learn from their most recent big winner? Well, yeah, James Holzhauer, as we are recording this podcast, he very likely will set the record for most money won. And the way he's doing it is a very kind of moneyball sort of way. If you read the book Moneyball, or you even saw the movie with Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. you know the theme behind it is to take a look at something that's been around for a long time, like baseball or Jeopardy or radio, and kind of turn it on its side and think about it in ways that most people don't. And that's what James Holzhauer is doing on Jeopardy. He's probably no smarter than many of the winners who have come before him, but he plays the game in a very, very novel way. He has a different strategy. And here's a game that's been around for 50 years, and it's taken this long for somebody to basically break the game and reinvent it. And so that was really the idea behind the blog is that, you know, we execute radio in very much the same basic schematic in market after market, station after station, format after format. But if we took a look at those tactics and maybe, again, turned them on their side, we might come up with some different ways to do things. And one of the examples I mentioned was KNDD in Seattle, the intercom station that went to the two-minute promise a few years back where they will only play two minutes or less of commercials every time they take a break. And it's like, wow, really? I mean, you're really doing that? Well, I can tell you that the station has never had higher ratings and I believe it may be the highest rated alternative station ever in a major market. Now, again, KNDD's success raises other questions. How do you monetize a smaller inventory? I mean, that clearly is part of the challenge. But I think it really shows that if you experiment and you innovate and you do it intelligently, you have a chance to kind of reinvent the game. And so that's what that blog post was about. And it got a lot of reactions, Kipper. Our thanks to the always informative and inventive Fred Jacobs, who's helping us mark the 100th episode of Brandwith On Demand. Somebody you'd like to hear from? We'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to us at show at brandwithondemand.com. And feel free, spread the word. Brandwith On Demand is the only free podcast designed especially for radio people who want to improve their brand, both personally and for their station, and stay ahead of all the changing tech stuff. Coming up, our 100th episode continues as Fred Jacobs shares some opportunities that he finds hiding in plain sight. What is it that makes Music Master the favorite choice of radio programmers all around the world? Ask CKRM's Colin Lovequist. Music Master has just eased the workload and the stress, giving me more time to spend with the community. The real question is, why will you choose Music Master? Find out at musicmaster.com. Opportunities hidden in plain sight. Plain sight. Brandwood On Demand. We are celebrating our 100th episode with audio influencer extraordinaire Fred Jacobs. He, of course, the head wizard at Jacobs Media. Since we last talked, 
What's the biggest opportunity, Fred, that you see for radio stations today, which may be hiding in plain sight? Well, David, I don't know that I would call it the biggest opportunity, but I do think it is just sitting there on the table waiting to be taken, and most radio stations just look right past it, and that's merchandising. Hmm. And, and I know that sounds very, very old school, right? We all used to make uh, T-shirts and, and hats and, and all those kinds of things. But if you think about it, most of that stuff went away back in the 90s and early 2000s when everybody started getting very budget conscious and nobody liked to open up that prize closet and see stacks of stuff that had gone unsold. And so systematically, brands stopped marketing themselves with logo wear. Meanwhile, everywhere you look, whether it's a sporting event, or a concert, or festival, you name it, they are selling merch for brands that matter. And so one of the things that we actually tested in tech survey this year was to ask our respondents, does the station that sent you the survey, your favorite radio station, make branded logo wear? And if so, uh, or if they did, would you buy it? And we really got a tremendous response back. More than 27% said, oh, are you kidding me? I would love to buy stuff like that. So wow. stations are always looking for extra revenue, right? Let's throw an event or let's do some non-traditional revenue or sponsorships or whatever. And yet local wear is perfect, not to mention you've got real people running around advertising and marketing your way. Mm-hmm. Yep. No doubt about it, Fred. That's an excellent point. The always insightful Fred Jacobs. What a great way to mark our 100th episode. Links to the latest Jacobs Tech Survey, his blog, and much more, all available at brandwithondemand.com. And coming up next, you got Brandy. Talking about you, Woody, aka Brian. Tune in to my movie night was last night. Toy Story 4. Brian was Woody last night. How does it feel to be married to a man that looks so much like Woody from Toy Story? It's a a true honor. Can we talk about Brian's jeans? Yeah, I think they're my jeans, actually. They look like I would fit them better. I'm embarrassed for him. Putting my butt in those jeans, like putting a volleyball through a garden hose. Wow. (laughs) A perfect example of knowing your target audience and owning them. From Mix 101.5 WRAL Raleigh, it's two men and a mom. That's a wrap, Kipper. Remember to always be creating. We'll talk about it in the show notes, One Minute Martinizing, at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brandwith be wide. And in the end, the profits you take. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. Brandwith on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brandwith on demand.